What's up, everybody? My name is Kid Icarus, and this is my podcast. My guest today is a member of an absolutely legendary band called Dynasty. They were signed to Face Down Records. They have collaborations with members of Sleeping Giant, with Terror, and the Wu-Tang Clan. Please welcome Ruben Nunes. So I'll tell you, you just said, uh, asked me about Dynasty, and so we, I, hiatus, we weren't yeah. officially, never had a last show, never called it quits, mm-hmm. everyone's just kind of doing their thing, like three of us are married with kids, mm-hmm. two, uh, uh, Ivan is doing, uh, I forgot the name of his other band, and Nick was doing Hearts Off Lines at the time, now he's doing a band called Wilder, mm-hmm. so we were just living our own lives, really, mm-hmm. and, uh, so right before face, or not face, the last face on fest, that was right before COVID, mm-hmm. we weren't really even doing anything then, and we just kind of got asked to play the show. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because uh, we were the only local band. Yeah. But we were stoked. We played it anyway. It was a great show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's the status of us now. We never really actually talk about it. To yeah. Be honest. Okay. But yeah. I I don't I wouldn't say. Later on down the line, if we if we were to be asked to do a show, the right show, mm-hmm. I, I can't say we would uh, deny it. I would do it. Right, like the uh, secret dying to live reunion. Hey, <laughs> keep, keep your eyes out, huh? Yeah, keep your eyes filled. There's there's um there's a rumor going around. I started the rumor, but there's a rumor going around. Nah, you're not supposed to say that. Just say there's a rumor. Someone started a rumor. <laughs> no, nah, that's my way to make sure there's no pressure on the rest of the guys. <laughs> Just to make sure. Oh, that's the fun um, part, man. Yeah. Eric, watch out. Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he's definitely <laughs> passed the rumor along as well. Yeah. That was that was most of my all first right. episode of this right. podcast with me and, me and <laughs> Eric right. whispering about things that are never going to happen. Uh, never. You, never, you can't say never. I, I can tell people. Oh, it no. may it may not be true, but <laughs> I can say it. Never say never. So what's the... Um, what was the birth of Dynasty? Oh Were you gosh, there from dude. the start? I would like to say, yeah. I know there was a couple shows without me. So, back... Oh, God, dude. It's gonna, I'm going to sound old. Mm-hmm. Maybe about 2004, 2005. Um, I was in a, a different band. Um, and I used to help do shows like locally. So, there was a, a church in Fullerton that had a basement. And we used to do shows down there. And I used to, um, I was running to like Marcel and Joel, different bands, just different shows, just kind of running to each other. And uh, I don't remember exactly how we got them there, mm-hmm. but Dynasty performed a show and we just somehow linked up and that's really what had happened. That's how it happened. And from that point, I say 04, 05, um, Dynasty was already doing things, mm-hmm. but nothing serious. But I'm pretty sure I was there from the beginning. When um, when was the like peak of Dynasty to you? When when was Dynasty at its most um, highest point in your mind, or at least Gosh, your dude. favorite time in Dynasty? My favorite time, dude. That's tough. It's two different questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the peak, 
I, I can't even give you an exact year, but we were doing like we were just friends mm-hmm. <laughs> with all. I wouldn't say, mean it that way, but we had a lot of uh, friends and bands. Yeah. Um, so like we knew um, Andy. Andy was a big promoter at the time for um, for Chain Reaction, mm-hmm. and he also played in Like It or Not, and. So we just became really good friends with them. Um, I don't know if there was just a buzz with us at the time, us mm-hmm. playing, um, people liking us. I really don't know what it was. I, I've never asked anybody at that point, but we were just playing all the right shows with the right people and, and getting um, shows. There was a show called Nightmare Fest. I don't, know, I don't know if you're old enough for that one, but Nightmare uh, Fest was like, it was like a, the Warriors. Um, who else did it? Like, dude, it was just... I'm trying to think of who was there, but the Wars is one of the headlining bands. Um, what was this one band? They were like this deathcore band. At the, they were that was like right before that album came out. In, in, um, Job for a Cowboy. Oh, okay. Job for a Cowboy played that show. It was just a mix of like like metal, hardcore. Winds of Plague mm-hmm. played there um, before they blew up. Yeah. And that show around that era was like I would say would be kind of our peak. Mm-hmm. And even though we weren't even signed then, it was just um, well, it was crazy, man. Was the, the shows we were playing, um, the hype we were getting at that time. Mm-hmm. I, for me, I mean, the guys might say different, but if I had to stop, sit back, and analyze it, I, I would say around that time. Do you know was, what like uh, year that was? Could have been oh eight oh nine. Okay, maybe. so uh, right right before uh, the time I started getting to know you guys. Yes, yeah, um, probably. Right, it yeah. could have been. It could have been before that. I could be wrong on those dates. Yeah, um, it could be. Honestly, it could be a year or two before. It, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. How but, how um, much did you guys tour and like what was the extent of that? So, how far? We didn't, I wish we would have toured more. To yeah. be honest, um, I think. I don't. So, let me back up. Mm-hmm. So we didn't tour much. Okay. We did these little weekend runs or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a few days here, a few days there. Actually, Dynasty, there was one time they went without me. I couldn't go, and they did like a like a week or two weeks, like Texas and just down south. Mm-hmm. But we did one official tour. Um, it was about a month with um, Culture Preserve, and gosh, they're going to kill me if I don't remember who it was. I'm going to remember. It's gonna. I'm going to look it up. Um, but uh, it was another band that wasn't on Face Down, mm-hmm. and that pretty much went throughout <clears throat> the Midwest and the South. We didn't do any northern um, states, and the furthest east we went was, I think, West Virginia, but that was about it. We didn't go, like, southeast, northeast, or actually, um, yeah, the Carolinas. We did do the Carolinas. Yeah, that's we pretty did, far east. Yeah. And, yeah, no one cares about the northeast. <laughs> no one about it's too cold. It's too... Oh, summer. I wish it would have went, man. The yeah. weather sucked. Nothing beats California weather, man. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Midsummer, Midwest and South is torture. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, um, what was, did you guys have a plan? What was the goal with Dynasty? Gosh, dude. I think, I think as a, as a whole, we just wanted to write music. Mm-hmm. I think if being signed was at first was like the main goal. I, I know yeah. you, most people probably want to be signed, so it's probably something we we mentioned, 
but we weren't really pushing for it. It was to just be honest. about the next show. We, about we, yeah, the next playing song. the show because, like I said, we were we were, we felt okay, we felt comfortable, mm-hmm. but I think just putting out music, playing shows, doing mm-hmm. something, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was it was a fun thing to do. Um, I don't know if we ever really discussed future dynasty. Yeah. If I could tell you one thing, dynasty was like okay, like it's just a let's do it, like whatever, just kind of yeah, living in the moment, man. Like let's just do it and. To be honest, we we aren't even looking to get signed. I can tell because you can probably even Joel can even confirm this. I think we just one day Joel actually sent something to the label. Mm-hmm. Jason got back to us, and from that point, that's how we got those uh, couple yeah. records out through Face Down. So we weren't. I I think we were not really looking to do anything more at that point. To be yeah. honest. But it just kind of hit at the right moment. That, we that's kept cool. going, and it, you know, it's cool because I think that that it played into um, what made you guys great was that like you could feel that at the show that this wasn't a stepping stone to something else. Yeah. This was the thing that yeah. we're all here for. Um, what did you? Um, what was the writing process for you guys? Would, the writing process. Was it you? Were, did you guys write songs on your own, then bring it to the band, or did you guys feel it out together? You know what, dude? We went through a lot of members. I yeah. don't know if you know this. And before I forget, yes. shout out to Dead Icons. It was Dead Icons that was the other band that we toured with. Okay. It was called Preserve and Dead Icons, and then us. So, but back to that. So, there was a few members. Um, so, Marcel was um, doing mm-hmm. guitar. Then we had... Um, my buddy Mike, he played in a band called Jerez, so Mike was a guitar player at the time. So I'll explain the whole writing process yeah. at the time. And then Ivan joined. Uh, we even had a few drummers. Like there was a guy, Alex Balagardi, he's like the OG. It was Alex, Joel, Marcel. Those are the original mm-hmm. Dynasty members. And I think, uh, I don't know if my buddy Mark was playing bass at the time. I don't think he was. But Alex, Joel, and Marcel, the three Lahabraheads mm-hmm. is what I call them. So, um, so myself and we even had another drummer before Nick um, his name was Mikey and before Mikey there was uh, Robbie Edwards he was in a band called uh, Thorn Lake and uh, gosh it was a youth crew band it was just like real old school mm-hmm. but there was we had like quite a few members but for the most part the writing process um, so the album doing the nasty <laughs> that's before um, uh, we put an album out officially and I think that was um, the first album I think Mike and Marcel did a lot of that writing and anything from this point on the two face down albums mm-hmm. Ivan and Marcel just brought guitar licks dude and we just kind of gelled together and just added stuff so like okay. Our, like Ivan and, and Marcel will come up with a riff, um, send it to us, or even think of it in a practice. Our, our drummer and, and Nick, it was it was. I did a lot of writing with Nick, so Nick would kind of just kind of oh we can do this with it. I was more of like producer composer, like oh yeah. man, like, like let's change that up, let's do this, let's add that. Mm-hmm. Um, so but the, our guitar players man did most of the okay uh, the writing. Yeah, most of the yeah. riff writing. Yeah. Um, and then with Joel come in and do a Joe will just come in and write lyrics and have lyrics yeah. the next practice when 
where did you get your um, like start musically? Did musically. you um, start take? Did you take lessons to play bass? Did you just pick up a bass because somebody else was the better guitar player? That's I just picked it up, thing. man. Yeah. Um, high school, about maybe my senior year, I actually started off playing guitar. Okay. So yeah. I originally, so that's when I started getting into heavy music or mm-hmm. just music like different music I'm a hip hop head yeah um, that's what I grew up listening to and that's what that's my first love man mm-hmm. but when I got into music it was because of my uncle my uncle showed me um, Metallica and Pantera yeah and from that point there was no there was no going back man that's mm-hmm. that's my roots of heavy music and I started off I wanted to play guitar but I don't know I, I think I got lazy I wanted yeah. to not have to learn a bunch, so I picked up the Lazy Man's guitar, mm-hmm. the bass, and I loved it. Yeah, only and one note at a time, hey, you dude, don't need no chords. You know what, you, yeah, you can be sloppy with it and, mm-hmm. and, and still sound good, but, dude, so, I graduated in 2001, so maybe 2000, mm-hmm. 99, 2000, maybe my first, um, first interest in, actually, maybe 98. With but that was, like, 99, 2000 is when I picked up an instrument, but so I started liking music right into high school mm-hmm. so, so that that your heavy music influences at that time were like metallica and pantera how did you um get into the more like obscure like actual hardcore like, uh back in the stuff back in the days uh warp tour warp tours okay. had like snap case just it was just i just seen random hardcore bands i seen a show was actually mm-hmm. i don't remember the band but it was pantera like Morbid Angel and there's some random hardcore band and I was mm-hmm. like dude this is this is good Ozfest back then that's when like Ozfest like bands like Biohazard and, and, and different hardcore bands were playing Ozfest yeah. so back then that that's when kind of transitioned over into listening into a different style yeah I've heard good things about Morbid Angel like they, you know what they're like the, the prototypical death death metal kind of band yeah they, they are I mean it, that's not who I went for that's not who I'm into I'm still not into them but um, they were good yeah they were good but yeah dude and, and it wasn't even like that genre only that genre of hardcore it, was, mm-hmm. it, it went on to like uh, even listening like Biohazard Hatebreed and even listening to bands um, like um, even going to like Norma Jean you know what I mean like mm-hmm. So it was just different. I mean, my, my spectrum of listening to hardcore is pretty broad. Yeah, but um, there's nothing like good old, have, hard, old school hardcore. In those like early high school days, did you have um, buddies who would go to hardcore shows, or no, would you man. show up by I, yourself and try and get into the scene? No, because I it was um, so locally what i remember in high school mm-hmm. most of the shows were like metal bands or even something along the lines of like um like horn and and, yeah, and like death tone style stuff. stuff so whenever we went to to shows backyard shows it, it was always either metal thrash mm-hmm. new metal any anything like that so it, i don't remember going to a hardcore show when mm-hmm. i was in high school but right out of but high heavy s- music still oh yeah for sure big for sure yeah. I mean, from what I remember, it's almost the same vibe mm-hmm. as a as a very, you know bad guy show then. And yeah, that's was. that's interesting. The because I'm I'm really into like that late '90s new metal stuff. Um, I was a 
huge Limp Bizkit fan in high school. <laughs> and people mocked me mercilessly for it. I loved them. Um, and now the, I think the tide's turning. I think now they're it's a cool, funny, cool dude. band. I was ahead of my time on that. Um, my trainer, he loves Limp Bizkit. He's always yeah. saying Fred Durst stuff. I absolutely hate Limp Bizkit. Really? I'm sorry. Don't beat me up. <laughs> I just, it's just Limp Bizkit. There's, there's a dichotomy to them. Because oh like gosh. certain albums of them are fantastic. Uh, their, their first one's really good. And surprisingly, their 2005 EP, they get, came together for like a week in 2005, put out an EP. It's excellent. It has riffs that sound like like 2009 hardcore riffs a like lot of real them. fast it's got breakdowns and stuff and um it's the album that nobody knows that they made but it's excellent if you go back and look in a lot of those old bands you mm-hmm. even listen to everything man people get in their their musical influence from somebody yeah and it's not it, i think it's always that's what bugs me when people say oh you copy this guy you copy this. i can show you bands yeah and i don't want to call it but Bands will be like, dude, that sounds just like this riff. That yeah. sounds just like that riff. I That's mean, an exact rip off of that. But hey, you know, best form. I mean, uh, on the topic of Limp Bizkit, uh, yeah. I don't think there would be an Amir without Limp Bizkit. Okay. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just they took it to a whole nother level of heavy, but it's the same, like, angry white guy with a hat. Dude, there was so much, like, new metal, like, hip hop metal era that I hated Yeah. Um, back then. Like, when I. I don't know. Maybe I just had to say that, but like all those bands, like Limbo Skate, I hated yeah. a band named Orgy. There was a band called yeah. Crazy Town. Tom, yeah. uh, Tommy Lee's band. What was his band? I uh, hated them. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I agree with you on oh, all gosh, of those points. Like, I had to get that off my chest. Um, <laughs> yeah. So nobody thinks I'm an Oswald for those bands. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Um, there, it was a genre that was. Um, obviously a fad and a lot of bands hopped on it because it was successful and all of those music was not great um but i think it influenced a wave of people that ended up being like the the like the era that um dying to live was playing there was a lot of bands at that time in the heavier uh, genre of music like the hardcore scene that were taking in that like groovy influence yeah, yeah. and it was it was a good move I think for sure um, what's the story behind us Inspector Deck getting on your guys' album <laughs> I mean so you know mo- I, I would say half of the band hip hop heads we just, yeah me and Joel Ivan we're like the big hip hop guys right and we wanted to get someone um, to rap on the album yeah. and there was a lot of names so at this time um, I don't know if you follow what Joel does now he's a videographer but I he mean, does a lot of like videography for like music videos and shoots so there was like I, I don't know how accurate this is and it could be a rumor mm-hmm. but one time he, he approached us he's like hey man there's this new rapper out um, let's get him to do eight bars on the album what's his mm-hmm. name uh, Rich the Kid Oh, let's get someone else we know. So there's yeah. stuff like that, and um, you know, then next thing you know, plug walk comes out, right? Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to get someone out. So we were going through just um, members of of the Woo. You know, we were mm-hmm. just like, who are we gonna get? Let's. Yeah. We're like, oh, dude, this is gonna be too much. 
I think we just got done seeing um, Jizza perform, me and Joel, so we're like, oh, what do you think about Jizza? Um, and so we let Jason know. Jason like, that's a great idea. He thought it was great, so we shot him names, and he said, oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's too much, that's too much. Mm-hmm. So he finally came back, and and then he, he said, well, we can do um, what Inspector Dex asking for. And then so from that point, that's how we got it, and we were all stoked on it. You know, that, honestly, yeah. we were just, like, waiting for that, that track to come in, and we just wanted to see how it would sound, and, <coughs> and we were stoked on it. So that's, that's how we got it. So I don't know yeah. what strings Jason pulled and, and or who he had to contact. I, I don't know that part of the music industry. Um, it, have, you watched, have you watched the Wu-Tang show? Which one? The, the Hulu one. Um, not all of it. It's, it's pretty Not all good. of it. Um, but dad life I, has I, me consumed. Right I now. didn't realize <laughs> that um, he's the he's the one with the neighborhood Spider Man yeah, verse yeah, on yeah. I was like, oh snap! That's that's a classic in, verse. In my opinion, Inspector Deck probably has the the best um, flow on Triumph. Like his his spot on the Triumph mm-hmm. right in the beginning. Um, it's I, I think that just set a, a tone to that that song. Yeah. And so I, I was stoked on yeah, it. Either it's way, a, I was it's just a major hit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um who's some of the um some of your favorite bands to have performed with? Performed with? Yeah. Like it or not was was always fun to perform with. Just Oh, fun I thought you were with. setting up like it or not. No, no. This I, band that everyone hates. That's what I was no, talking no, about. Dude. But like there, it or not, it's the name lot, of the man. band. Is yeah. yeah. Most people would um, call them Lion Crew. They, for some odd reason, they would call them, because they used to have a shirt that said um, L-I-O-N. It, 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 was an, it was an acronym, so it would just say L-I-O-N and then mm-hmm. Crew. So it was a Like It or Not Crew, mm-hmm. but most people call them the Lion, Lion Crew. crew. And it, it was Like It or Not. It was always fun playing with them. Playing that show with the Warriors was was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, were you big I feel like on, I'm gonna miss. Uh, so. Were you big on moshing in the early days? Yeah, I was, dude. I I, I enjoyed it. I, Do you have a story of the um, most dangerous pit that you were in, or oh, a night that like the crowd got a little too most violent? dangerous pit? Yeah. Um, I never felt scared to to mosh in any one pit. Mm-hmm. Gosh, let's see. Or any I, shows you were at where too many fights broke out, where you're like, "Oh, this place is getting a little, little rough." When I was at a show at the Glass House, and I think it was when First Blood played. Oh, of course. And it was, it was pretty sketchy. That's yeah. all I can say. Like. It doesn't matter where you're at on the wall. The wall mm-hmm. wasn't even a safe zone. Yeah. Even if you're just trying to watch a show, you, you have to watch out. There was a, some pretty big dudes in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not afraid of anybody, but mm-hmm. you, you, if you're just trying to watch a show and you don't see a fist coming, man, I mean, you know how it is. Like. Yeah, they, um, they have that style that um, is heavy enough to get the angry people, but, like, old school enough to get, like, a real wild hit. It was just a particular crew there, and it just got wild. And also, I used to work, you may not know, um, at the Allen Theater. Mm. And that was in South Bay. It was an old movie theater, a bunch of shows there. Um, But they played there, too, and it, it was just 
bury your dead played there too. That was that was a pretty wild that show. So I had seen a lot more fights and stuff go down there because I worked there. I wasn't really there for the show, but it it was mm. a lot of shows there were pretty. Yeah, I saw um, Broken Wings. I saw Animosity. First Blood with uh, Sleeping Giant. Um, and that that pit was a scary pit. Like it was um, that that was the set where I was like, all right, I think I might uh, step <laughs> out for this one. Um, yeah. So people get wild. I have one of my my friends. Uh, if he somehow hears this, or if anybody hears this, but uh, there was a show. I wasn't there. It was um, impending doom at. It was probably facing a fist. Um at the glass house mm-hmm. and my buddy said all of a sudden my other friend I said the show stopped and my buddy Javi I don't know if you know him he used to run the nitty gritty good friend of mine and someone um, maybe someone from from Sleeping Giant or Penny he said hey Javi your, your nephew is uh, is hurt so, so apparently um, during the impending doom set he got knocked out and started convulsing in the middle of the the pit. I think literally they stopped the show yeah. after that happened. Yeah, that's but as for me, man, like the, the the craziest thing that happened to me, I was we played a show in Texas. Mm-hmm. I was standing. We played in a it was like a bar or old something, and someone jumped off the bar, but my back was turned. And I caught a knee to the back of the head. Oh yeah, and that that semi blackout. Oh semi blackout because I remember leaning up against the wall, mm-hmm. and but other than that, I mean. Yeah, um, I, I've probably told this story a bunch of times on here. Um, I went to see Volumes at the Anchor, um, and Goliath opened up. Um, and I don't know if you ever knew Bound by Covenant, those guys. Um, they, they hung out with us a bunch. Um, they, they played that night, and maybe Narrow Lies the Path. I may be wrong about that one. Um, but during the Goliath set, it was, it was getting wild. Yeah. Um, somebody... One of the guys in the pit actually made eye contact with me before he punched me, and I was like, <laughs> "That was the only time I had ever like started to get into a fight." Like yeah. our um, our bases from dying to live like got in between us and was like, "Yo, calm down." But yeah. I I had like started walking up on him like, "Oh, this isn't a pit <laughs> anymore. This is," um, and then like it was two or three times where fights would break out and Goliath would stop playing and be like, "Hey guys, we can't." We can't keep having this happen, and, and then eventually they just stopped. They were like, "All right, we're we're done. We can't continue this set. Too many fights are breaking out." Um, oh gosh! Now yeah. you're saying that there's, there's a bunch of <laughs> yeah. Now now that you're mentioning fights and stuff, it's all like coming back of like what shows are like, dude. Why why is this happening? But, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's dumb when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. So. It's it's. It's fun. It's part, part I mean, of the yeah, experience. There, there, there's a, a video going around right now that I just yeah. haven't seen where this guy literally cold cops a guy and then mm-hmm. they turn around and they hug. So I'm like, bro, that guy intentionally hits you and, you're just gonna and you guys are hugging in the pit. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, there I'm was sorry. always like... I would have hit you. If, if I'm on the edge and somebody's backwards or if they're, yeah. if they're crowd moshing yeah. and they're hitting everyone, then it's like, all right, that's, that's fine. If yeah. it's me specifically, it's like, Oh, now, now this isn't dancing anymore. This yeah. is something else. After one of our sets at FaceTime Fest, someone came to our booth, mm-hmm. opened his hand, had his had a couple of teeth in their hand. Oh, yeah. That's and I awesome. was like, uh, Oh, thanks. I would be stoked. Thanks. So stoked about that. <laughs> so bad, dude. Um, 
<laughs> I um, I busted a kid's lip open once. Um, I say kid. I was a kid. I want to be a I was a grown <laughs> man beating up a kid. I was also a teenager at the time. Um, and it, him and the person that was with him like came up to me and was like, hey, you did this. And like I think they thought I was going to feel bad and my brain immediately went that's awesome isn't yeah. that great isn't yeah. that why you're here <laughs> yeah. is, this is a great experience because anytime i would get um any blood yeah. i'm like this is i'm awesome this awesome. is a badge of honor that See, I i'm opposite here. i don't like to be hit yeah like that i mean i know it's part of the thing but mm -hmm. i hated it yeah i mean it's the same thing like like i said with my gym like the first three weeks i'd get a bloody nose and yeah. i'd be i'd be Taking pictures, showing everyone, look at this. Look how messed up my nose is. I survived yeah. that, you know? Um, do you know, uh, who do you know that's uh, still going at it? Still still doing stuff? Still doing stuff in any music? Um, yeah, let's go with any. Oh my gosh, man. Um, Nick, Nick's doing uh, that band Wilder, indie rock, kind of. Okay. Um, different style mm -hmm. really, really good um, I'm just trying to think yeah uh, I know personally man it's tough a lot mm -hmm. of people that I know I don't know if they're older yeah or, or what it is maybe it's our generation of, of, of people mm -hmm. I mean I, I, Tommy Green Sleeping, uh, Sleeping Giant's not doing anything anymore so. have you heard um, the other band that he started doing I don't know if it was right before the pandemic but he put out um, a few songs with a band called Holy Is Your Name, I think it's called. That may be one of the tracks that he put out. Uh, I have it on my, um, the, my workout. Holy Name is the name of the band. Um, did it come out? It came out 2021. So pretty recently, June of last year. Are they still um, doing anything? I think he's still. Tell? I think he's still doing stuff. Um, it's not. It's not screaming. It has a very similar tone to some of the Sleeping Giant stuff, where it's him singing the more like worship focused tracks. Okay, I was gonna say. I um, think I heard a lot of his. Yeah. His stuff, but I, it was more. I like it. Uh, so some of my favorite Sleeping Giant tracks were the ones that were singing. I mean, Tiffany is one of my all-time favorite songs um yeah they there definitely feels like there was a like exodus of the scene in like 2015 like yeah. everyone that i know that was into that kind of music um stopped and like even the ones who are still making music aren't making hardcore anymore. They moved on to various different types of music. You know what's funny is um, me and my buddy Ryan goes mm -hmm. to church with me. We had this conversation the other day, and, and people might be mad about it mm -hmm. or not, but I don't care. We have my buddy uh, Luke. He was in that band, Those, Those Who Fear. The wrong oh, label, yeah, right? I, I love him. Yeah. Dude's in a country pop country band. Oh, really? And we said we, we said a lot of people who were doing like hardcore or even like post hardcore, even like pop punk, mm -hmm. they're doing country music, pop country, because I, if I were to think about it from a 
uh, a perspective of what's gonna, where you're going to be successful. And I'm not saying there isn't successful bands, because I know hardcore bands that were successful, making yeah. money, doing huge shows, and mm-hmm. it got big. But as far as you kind of standing a chance, and, and maybe even being able to live off of, of playing shows, is yeah. this country Pop music, country. right? Country music. They, you know, all these guys got smart, said, screw hardcore. Let's do some country music. That's interesting. And See, so, in my mind, shout I Shout out to, to Luke. Um, the band's name is Lakeview. Lakeview. Really good. Really, really good. And if you look at it, look at their music videos, it, all their stage presence is almost like you're at a hardcore show. Oh, and yeah. even riffs, it's almost really kind of breakdown-ish sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you can check them. I'll show them you later. Yeah, I, I've heard... Um, I've heard... Have you heard Belmont? band Belmont they're they're like a pop punk band but they have this song called Country Girl that's all about country folks you know um, why do I know that name where are, they, where are they from I don't know but there is a street in Bellflower I called Belmont, Belmont right? that's um, why maybe it's which the band always makes me think that street but I don't think they're okay, from that's I, I think I they're about. from like Midwest or okay. something um, yeah in my mind though all everyone went to either EDM or hip hop like the emo rap like I know a few people who yeah. left hardcore bands to start emo rapping um, and then the EDM makes sense because they've still got breakdowns and moshing there That's um, funny. and it's then I guess the emo rap makes sense too it's a similar vibe it's just it's so weird how that evolved yeah like right EDM music how it's mm-hmm. just it's, it's always going to be some sort of new genre, subgenre, yeah, something different. Mm-hmm. It's music. I mean, it's creativity. It's it's what people do. Yeah. So you, you kind of expect that. But back on, on what you said about a band. Yeah. From what I understand, Ivan still is playing in this hardcore band called Arcline. Arcline. A R C L I N E. Um, looks like the the most recent show was with uh with Hoods. Right. So. Right yeah. on. That's so Ivan and Nick still doing music. Yeah, I'm always trying to uh, find out who's doing stuff because, like, I make hip hop music. I enjoy hip hop music. I don't particularly like the scene in hip hop music. Um, I it may be because I have a, a general um, anti-drug stance now. Okay. I, I had a I had a time in my life where I was very pro drug, very <laughs> pro drug. Um, now I'm like, I'm I'm not a fan of them. Um, but there's also there's also this vibe in hip hop scenes where like everyone wants to try and sell you something. Yeah, you're you're there to be a customer. Where I never felt that in the hardcore scene, where it, it felt like, oh, this is what we're here for. We're here for this event right now instead of preparing for the next thing yeah um, oh, dude i felt like bands would do that yeah. straight edge bands mm-hmm. um i think they were a big because they were always not all of them yeah there's bands that represented but there was a band that would just like like push like, just like, oh, straight edge and that's fine like most yeah. people thought i think i'm straight i just never did drugs mm-hmm. i never chose to drink it, it even before uh, being being a Christian, I, yeah. I just didn't. I wasn't about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I feel a lot of bands did that, man. And even yeah. Christian bands. Mm-hmm. If you want to be real, like I, you know, a lot of Christian bands did it. A lot of 
straight edge, vegan. Like they're always constantly always trying to sell something. Trying something. To just sell something, man. I I mean it literally though. Like, oh, I mean, I okay. Like I thought you meant just like it's literally okay. no, not not like trying to sell you on an idea. Oh, okay, I mean, okay, literally okay. Like, okay. Hey, do you want to buy this thing I'm selling? I got CDs. I got oh, T-shirts. Yeah. I got I got um, you know, whatever I got. I'm I got a, I'm marketing. I'm marketing. It's constantly. Like, oh, okay. Like a market selling. Like, yeah. Li- like literally. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, chasing. Chasing. Okay. it's a lot more like I want this clout oh, okay. as opposed to like I make good music and I want to share this music. The music seems to be a vehicle for the personal clout, um, I which I didn't feel as much in hardcore, but it could be an age thing. It could be the fact that, like, when I was in hardcore, I was younger, yeah, um, and, like, younger people, I think, generally, um, are in it more for the, just the fun of it and the experience, where the older people are kind of, um, they're there because they're chasing something, um, because if you're old, you might as well just be at home with your family and like spending your nights like that, right? So the people who aren't doing that, they they've got to be after something, right? Dude, just before you go on the topic of hip hop, mm-hmm. Coast Contra is is a group that is bringing back the the true roots of hip hop, like lyricism. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing band. Mm-hmm. So they, I know they just put out something called Apartment Five Hundred Five, but what caught my attention was a a freestyle they did and they have a whole uh they have a, a youtube page mm-hmm. and um there's a whole bunch of freestyles they do over other people's beats um but there's one they did over a, a jid beat as a never it's called never the freestyle's called oh, yeah. never dude just watch all this stuff and just they're all really yeah, good pretty good and coast you'll see contra. one guy on, yeah coast contra there's a guy on there his name is uh i think it's eric eric mm-hmm. jamal he just he has that. If I were to say if if Busta and ODB okay. had a kid, really, uh, really, what do you call it? Just eccentric. real animated, just real. He's like, yeah, Wild. exactly, dude, amazing. I I like how you understood dude, what I meant it, just it, by exactly me throwing like that. my arms exactly. out, like, Even just real animated and yeah, just just what he puts behind everything. Mm-hmm. And one guy that always is popping up on my my YouTube. I'm a YouTube guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't have time to watch TV, Hulu, Net, like, and sometimes yeah. before I go to bed, I'm like, let me watch with um, um, Harry Mack. Harry, Ma- Harry Mack's one of the freestyle goats, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, so are you into the, uh, like, Dreamville music, the J.I.D.'s and J. Cole and stuff like that? I'd be lying to you to say if, I'd, if I'm really following 100% okay. in music in mm-hmm. general right now. It's time of my life, dude. I, yeah. Honestly, it's my kids, my family, work, church. I'm I'm a busy I guy, I'm, and if anything, I'll hear stuff on the radio, or it'll just pop up on Spotify, and mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, like, yeah. But I, you, I I like J Cole. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Do you, like do you hear any uh, good Christian hip hop? Toughest I, question you can ask me, dude. Because I, I I am a fan of. Christian music. I'm a fan of hip hop. It's rare that I'm a fan of Christian hip hop. Can I tell you something? It's getting better. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Um, I I really liked the Humble Beast guys, like Beast. Um, yep. beautiful eulogy and propaganda and uh, theory has it. Um, some of the stuff is um, 
a little too old school for my taste. Like, Braille solo stuff is, um, I liked it a lot in high school because I was a big Atmosphere fan and it's yeah. got that same vibe as Atmosphere. Um, but it's a little older now. Um, Propaganda, I think, is excellent at what he I used does. to like this old band called the Turtle Rats. Okay. I know of them. Old hip hop. Yeah. But right now, um, gosh, dude. I wouldn't say they're social club misfits. They're real, real more on the uh, trappy kind of stuff. Beats cool. I mean, it's it's to me. It's, I don't think it's the music that makes it bad, but mm-hmm. lyricism and being creative with your lyrics and not being so corny. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. So you can be a Christian artist, a Christian rapper, but it's usually real. And I don't want to take that away and make it sound like people might get mad at me for that. Make it sound like, oh, well, that's the thing. It's, yeah, but you can still... Yes. You can still make it creative. I, I understand 100% okay. of what you're saying because, like, that's always, like, that's always what I feel when I listen to Christian hip-hop is, like, I have such a desire for it to be, like, this reclaiming of hip-hop with, like, powerful Christian lyrics, and very rarely are they able to do that without sacrificing something about hip-hop that makes it cool. Like, I don't know what it is, um, but it's lost. That's actually one of the problems I have with writing music is, like, I don't want to be, um, I don't want to promote things that I don't believe in anymore, but um, I'm also trying to be honest and open and not be uh, preachy. I'm trying not to be preachy. I'm trying to be relatable, um, but it's a fine line between, like, being honest and relatable and being um, someone who promotes uh, unhealthy lifestyles. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I see that in Christian hip-hop where it's either completely secular or it's this, like, corny Sunday school version of hip-hop as opposed to, like, main service. It's all all Sunday school. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some out there though. Yeah, I, I just never really bothered to explore. Yeah, um, and um, do that. Yeah, it's interesting because like, I think that there's something about hardcore specifically that worked really well with Christian lyrics. Um, I think because of the fact that the music is so so powerful that you could be humble in the lyrics without losing the edge to it. There's yeah. still, like, that that hard edge to yeah. it. Where if you have something um, softer, like, the hip-hop that I like is, like, that more jazz-inspired music okay. stuff. Yeah. Um, where, it, where the music's already soft. You get so, that, like, Tribe Called Quest? Yeah. Like um, so the music's already soft, so I think that having more humble lyrics tends to double down on that softness and it's like, oh, what is this going on? Um, yeah, that's that's the struggle I find in hip-hop. I, I think a lot of people push to do that because they want it to be known. And my biggest issue mm-hmm. is... So, 
here's here's something I don't think anybody ever talks about. Yeah. Here's the 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 hard truth about us as a band that we're all you know a Christian band or however you want to call it. We never said oh we're a Christian hardcore band. We're a hardcore band. Mm-hmm. We were on a label and we played with other Christian bands. Um, label or non-label mates. Yeah. And the reality of it is a lot of them are horrible Christians. Yeah, I could I could see and that. And I'm talking about like from smaller no name bands to some of the bigger bands. Yeah. Like touring and playing shows. We were with people and we're like, bro, like are you any you different? Doing. Yeah. Are you any different? Mm-hmm. I even shared this with um, I mean she wasn't even my wife at the time, but um I was like, man, the hardest thing was seeing these guys who are, are putting out a message, mm-hmm. but not living out their message that they're pre- that they're putting out on their on their music. Yeah, you know, it's like you're you're no different from anybody else. And, and it's not saying that we're better than others. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to get that when they hear this thing. Oh, Christian people are better, but you you you're supposed to be. Um, you're supposed to stand out yeah. from the world, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be different from the world, but a lot of people that we played with um, and that called themselves Christians, dude, were we're doing we're, we're no different. We're doing the same stuff everyone else was doing. Yeah, and it was heartbreaking, man. Because mm-hmm. and I, I, <laughs> I know that makes us sound like the the holy rollers and and whatever, but it wasn't even like you had to be corn like you. I mean, I just said a, uh, something earlier about you don't have to be corny or mm-hmm. cheesy. It's you got to be real. Yeah. You ha- you don't have to to shove stuff down people's throat, mm-hmm. but they see how you live. Mm-hmm. So before I tell you and preach to you, a Tom blue in the face, I'm gonna show you how I'm living that. Yeah. But if you're not even showing people how you're living that, but then you're saying that through your lyrics. Mm-hmm. It means nothing. Yeah, it ruins everything. It means nothing. Um, there, there was uh, one of the most like devastating things to me at one point was because um, I, when I was younger, I thought I was a pretty bad Christian. I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I am, you know, so sinful and whatnot. Um, and then someone who I looked up to as like a leader, um, I I discovered things about their life where I was like, oh, you're not, you're so much worse than me but I don't project yeah, outwards yeah. like you do I'm yeah. not yeah. Um, in front of people acting giving these messages because I know who I am but you're I looked up to you yeah. so now I don't have faith in anyone that I look up to now I don't trust anyone yeah. because I looked up to you um, so it's, it's damaging when oh, yeah. somebody is up it, there it, it can be uh, Yeah. and that's, that's the thing um you know, or you don't follow man. Yeah, right. That's yeah. one thing that, that's, that you remember, man. Mm-hmm. You don't. Man, we're always gonna fail each other, mm-hmm. Christian or not. But, so when you when you when you put so much, um, you know, on somebody and you, and you look up to them, and it's it's almost dangerous at times because they yeah. can fail, they will fail. Mm-hmm. And if you hold them up to the standard, um, like you would Jesus, so yeah. you say. And when they mess up, that's gonna that's gonna wreck you, man. Yeah, that's he's gotta be the the only role model. Yeah, and nobody a role model besides him. Um, what do you think of? Do uh, you think there's a particular relationship between hardcore music and hockey? 
other than the violence. Um, I think that I think that's probably the reason why there is. I think there is though a crossover between um, hockey fans and hardcore fans. Oh, there is. Um, I think it was more, much more likely to see somebody in a Ducks hoodie at a show Gross. at Chain Reaction than Gross. an Angels hoodie. Yeah, Kings, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, go Kings. Uh, I used to wear a San Jose hat. That's, God. Yeah. You're <laughs> hurting my heart with that. Yeah. I did wear a Kings jersey, though. You can't wear San Jose and the Kings. Mm-hmm. I don't even call them by their name. I call them the Sharks. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. You know, it's, it's wild. I don't know how... But I know they are. Mm-hmm. Because... I don't know the guys in particular. I know a guy now who works for them, mm-hmm. for Violent Gents. Yeah. Um, but I don't know who they are or where they came from, but I know yeah. there's a connection there. Obviously, they put out, I don't know if you noticed, but they put out a, yeah. a, cha- a show. I have chain their uh, chain. Okay, and I know there's me. other bands they've collaborated with. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't tell you, man. Like I, I really couldn't. I mean, to be honest, I've only been playing hockey for seven years, so I wasn't uh-huh. only playing hockey my whole life. Yeah. I just... Uh, yeah. started playing because my buddy plays a pro hockey he wanted to go see him play and he mm-hmm. told me I should start playing so yeah. I did have you uh, skated like rollerbladed your whole life or did you pick that up at the same time I remember you yeah, ice? I play roller now okay. I play roller I did some pick up on ice but it's it's roller for the most part yeah um, only because which I think is the cooler version anyways uh, it's the hotter version <laughs> <laughs> the only re- reason I did it because it, I was a an on-call uh, employee at the time, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to pay a lot of money to play ice yeah. hockey to miss some games. So mm-hmm. I'd rather pay a fraction of the cost. And yeah. if I miss the game, I miss the game. It's not a yeah. Did you deal. did you start skating at that time though? So no, I, I remember skating as a, a rollerblading as a kid, mm-hmm. but not Gunned every day. You know what I mean? No, stuff. nothing yeah. like that. But I felt it was like riding a bike because I it, yeah. it was a matter of. Of minutes before you kind of just getting yeah. the I mean your feet kill you it hurts really mm-hmm. really bad at first but other than that um, is when I started playing hockey is when I just started putting skates on again yeah um, I used to play in middle school um, and I I skated my whole life uh, okay because my my brothers would uh, skateboard uh, okay and so we had and I lived in so you're uh, in the fruit booth huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yep, that's what they called it. Um, I w- we lived in Washington, so we had like a big backyard, and so we had um, a large concrete section so that my brothers okay. could skateboard. And they set up like boxes and stuff. Um, and I wasn't. I was like five at the time, so I couldn't really yeah. figure out skateboarding. Um, but rollerblades, I could oof, go all over. Yeah. Um, and so I, I now like people. People who I know who are picking up skates and yeah. never skated, yeah. they're like, "How do you, how do you do that?" And I'm like, "This is like second nature." I'm, yeah. I love, I love being in skates. Go play hockey, man. I, yeah, um, go try I, it. I did a couple pickup games with my dad a few years back, um, and it was, whew, it was tough. I wasn't interested, but I wasn't interested in anything athletic at that time. Okay. Um, and I think I'd probably enjoy it more now. Yeah. Um, yeah, my dad. My dad plays like all the time. That's he cool, has man. like seven of these glasses that are. Where does like, he play? Um, he plays at the rinks. He used to play at the rinks in Westminster. Um, okay. 
but they closed down during COVID, and I want to say he plays in Anaheim now. Okay. Um, but he has like seven of these glasses that are the um, the lead champs yeah. for his uh, his league. Like he he his team wins the. Tom, I need a sub, champs. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will. Well, I'm glad he said Washington and not Washington. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're from here. Uh, we're oh from okay, here. okay. We moved like, up there. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. Didn't say Washington. Yeah, all all my family is from down here in California, so we. Okay. I do I do pick up. Oh, a southern <laughs> accent, not not a Washington accent, but I've picked up a southern accent That's for true. some reason. I think because I mock in a southern accent. Like if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to make something fun of someone, I'll start talking like a southerner, um, and so I, I have a draw sometimes. Funny stories. I've made fun of everybody for thirty days on tour, and I came back. With, with about an accent, accent for about two weeks. Yeah, I, I kid you not. It's I think embarrassing. it's easy to pick up because it's it's not even a real accent. It's just not pronouncing yeah. your words correctly. And, and I'm telling you, I made fun of people yeah. for a week. Yeah, and, I mean the whole the whole month. I'm sorry, and I can't, it's two weeks worth of accent. Yeah, after living in Washington, I lived in Arizona for a few years, um, and that's when. Uh, Everyone around me listened to country, so I listen to country, <laughs> which is why I don't listen to country uh-huh. anymore. Like I had my country time. Yeah, yeah. All these people, all these older hardcore people yeah. discovering country now. I'm like, I've been there. I don't want no part of it. I'll tell you what. I'll listen to some Brad Paisley though. Uh-huh. You ever listen to Brad Paisley? Yeah, but if I if I listen to country, mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm you know people are gonna say it's not country, mm-hmm. but I'll listen to Nico Moon. Um, it, you know, Nico Moon's my dude. I, yeah. I like. Um, that's that actually, modern. That's that country. more. Dude, I call it hood country because there's eight oh weights okay. behind it. Oh, and okay. So, yeah, uh, it's one yeah. of those. Willie Jones. Yeah, it's just that hip, like the eight weights behind it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right, right on. Oh, we're reaching the end of the episode. Um, and I kind of already had you do this, but I always have the guests shout out anybody at the end of the episode that doesn't get enough attention, that they think any any musical artist, but it doesn't have to be musical artists. I always say small businesses, if you know any small businesses, any um, visual artists, um, you know, your church. Shout out your church. Yeah, man. Um, so recently our church went through a, a name change, kind of a reset. So... Um, if you want to check out, it's Activate LA. Um, so is it probably, still yeah, same it's still place Bell on Play, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, on on Instagram, it's uh, Activate XLA. So you can check that out. My buddy uh, Ryan, Real Creative Media. If you're looking for a videographer, a photographer, you'll see he actually does one of the videos on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, dude. Yeah. Um, my buddy Ryan Lariva, same guy, does Real Creative Media. He just put out a country song. Oh yeah. So, uh, find Ryan Lariva. That country music. Lakeview. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I, I didn't know you wanted people to shout out, but gosh. Yeah. Is it? Is it? I I assume you guys got like a, a new building. Not it, technically a new building. We just kind of did expanded some expanded throughout the building. Yeah, just some modifications to it, and yeah, and that. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Probably any more? Any more people to shout out? Oh gosh, dude. I'm going to give a shout out to Levi the Poet because I saw him at your church. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Place. You remember that? I got to start doing stuff at the at the church again, man. Yeah. I, I feel like um, a part of, I know you're going to come to the end, but a part of uh, just the whole rebranding is being mm-hmm. able to 
get involved with the community a lot more. Yeah. So I think that was something that was able to give people um, a place to express and do mm -hmm. show off their talent or whatever. So yeah, I, I might start doing that again. Yeah, this is hard great. with being. You know, I would love to be a part of that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll talk. We'll yeah, talk. Um, yeah. That uh, that Levi the poet thing was one of those moments where I am such a big fan of certain people. Yeah. Um, and then when I get there and it's a room with like five other people, I'm like, "What is this? Like, yeah. is there not? Why is there not a hundred people here? Because yeah. this guy's so good. It's wild, right? Yeah. Um, same thing happened with uh, the rapper K Flave. Okay. Um, She's kind of big now. Um, I saw her at Chain Reaction with literally like five or six people, and I was wow. like, "How is this? How is this not a thing? Why is there not more people here?" Um, Let me tell you why. Because we're spoiled here on the West Coast. That's that's right. I, I played shows when we were on tour with mm -hmm. with uh, for the most part. There was a, a couple spots where it was it was like odd, maybe because there was other shows going on. Mm -hmm. But if there's a show, man, people are there. Oh, yeah. In California, man, in L.A., yeah, it's just, just too, just too many bands. Um, yeah, it's one of the things I love about uh, liking the obscure music that I like. Yeah. Is that, like, I was thinking about this on the drive over. Like, if I was a guy who my favorite artist was Drake, there's no way I'd ever meet him. Like, that guy's way too big. There's yeah. no way, even if I go to one of his shows, I'm not seeing him. I'm looking at the monitor because I'm way too far in the back unless I have 600 to to $1,000 to spend on that front row seat. But, like... it's a lot of money. Yeah, but, like, I all my favorite bands, I can go to Chain, I can go yeah, to yeah. House of Blues, yeah. where, like, I'm definitely seeing them. And a lot of them, odds are, I'm going to be able to walk up to them after, shake their hand, be like, what's up? That was yeah, a great yeah, set. Sure. Like, that's an awesome thing about this genre of music where like those those guys are basically our buddies like they're just there you know yeah for sure yeah all right um yeah any any last thoughts anything you want to say no man yeah. I'm, I'm stuck i'm glad right. you, you uh bro let me you know what one more shout out yes um uh my buddy david also has a, a podcast okay um, right on. Uh, it's called the street gospel and it's it's rad. So you can check him out. Street Gospel. Okay. Street Gospel podcast. All right. Well, thank you so much yeah, for man. doing this. We Thanks for having got me, it done. Man. It was a fun time. Yeah, right? yeah, Great. Yeah, sure, yeah. All right. All right. Have a good one. Thank you, man. Everyone listening, have a good night.